All right, so welcome to another Ember Weekend. Uh, I am Jonathan Jackson. And I'm Chase McCarthy. And we are here to talk about newsy type things and stuff, mostly stuff, uh, uh, regarding uh, the Ember community. So uh, I think uh, today's really exciting uh, for a number of reasons, but I'm really excited. Uh, Chase and I are broadcasting out of uh, Jacksonville Beach, and uh, it is a lovely day outside. Yeah, it's awesome. Nice, sunny. Everybody's out at the beach. Yeah, getting getting ready for that uh, harsh Florida winter. Uh, you know, like really getting it, getting getting in the beach when they can. I actually get. Yeah. I I can't wait till the winter. Like I just yeah. I, I don't want it to be winter. I just don't want it to be hundred degree summer. Yeah, I think I think maybe I've had my full of hundred hundred degree days. Um, to tell you the truth. But uh, anyways, let's uh, let's get started with uh, with some Ember stuff. And the uh, the first thing we're gonna talk about, and probably the thing we're gonna talk about the most. Uh, is uh, something that hopefully you've already seen the blog post for uh, from the uh, Ember.js website. But uh, 2.8, version 2.8, which is the uh, long-term support version of Ember, and the 2.9 beta have been released. Yeah, this is this is really cool. Uh, 2.8 has some things that I'm really looking forward to, uh, primarily engines. Yeah, so engines are uh, something we've talked about a little bit uh, recently. Uh, maybe, I think... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, Trent Willis, his triumphant return. He had like three in a row where we were talking about engines and his work uh, therein. Um, three episodes back to back to back, and uh, he's he's back in it. He's back in there. Uh, he and uh, Nathan Hammond have been putting a lot of work into uh, the guides and uh, and the add-on itself. Um, so the the big news, like the the long and short of it, is that two point eight. Uh, doesn't actually support uh, like the engine's add-on. That's still listed as as experimental, but it it exposes the low-level APIs that are necessary for the add-on to function. So uh, basically, what that means is now you can use the Ember add-ons or Ember engines add-on uh, without turning on a feature flag. So this is a this is a really big deal uh, because it kind of like unlocks a lot of uh, people who are. Um, looking to use it and it's also the long-term support version so if you get to 2.8 you could still theoretically use uh, engines and uh, and still have uh, support uh, for the the entire LTS what do you mean theoretically uh, well I mean those are the guarantees okay <laughs> I was like but you know when you, when you, when you have to say theory I feel like I feel like it's too concrete uh, those are the those are the promises that uh, you know Semver gives uh, and and the ember core team has have committed to so um, so, I mean, it's not really theoretical. It's like the thing, but, uh, like I said, it's, it's not, uh, it's the, the add-on still listed as experimental. So, um, this just exposes like the, the primitive APIs. I think there's like mount, uh, template helper. And then, um, I'm trying to think, uh, we have, we have it pulled up here. Hold on. Let me see the different, uh, the different APIs are, uh, yeah. Mount, uh, the helper, uh, mount as a router DSL, um, and then the Ember in- Engine instance class and the Ember Engine class, and both of those are necessary to let all this stuff work. Yeah, um, the guides on this are are pretty extensive. Um, there's a really, you know, like John mentioned, the, the, the Trent Willis did a really good write up on it, and so definitely just read through as much as you can. Um, there's a lot of sections, but they're not very long, so it is kind of digestible. Um, so yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah, I always like uh, I always like the guides to to start off with this like uh, this core um, you know core idea like the the, in, the introduction being kind of the the big like ten thousand foot view is the is the word I like to or the the phrase I like to use um, where you kind of get a better idea of like when you might use it and how you might use it and like what are the what are the primitives that I need to understand in order to incorporate engines into my app um, 
it's a really exciting idea. Uh, so this is the engines uh, add-on that we're talking about primarily, but there's also like an async engine thing that uh, is also being worked on right now. And I believe there's there's some demos that um, maybe aren't public yet, but uh, I've seen some demos. We've talked about them in past episodes that uh, Trent has shared that show async loading of engines, which is just a mind-blowing kind of thing, like super-duper cool, uh, because you'll be able to do some uh, really fascinating things, uh, especially, like, I'm, I think the most obvious thing is to kind of reduce the the initial payload, because if you, you know, go to this other section, it may not be used except for by admins, so why would you ship that with the, the whole app if you can avoid that? So, um, yeah, there's a lot of really exciting things that, that are now unlocked, and uh, I know, uh, so so one of the things uh, that uh, that is kind of funny here is that since they released the 2.9 and, uh, 2.9 beta and 2.8 beta at the same time, there's a little bit of competing uh, publicity right here because engines are a huge deal. They unlock a lot of uh, possibilities and, uh, and 2.9 incorporates the Glimmer 2 engine, which is another really, really big, uh, you know, like step forward in the Ember ecosystem. So... Uh, so there's a little bit of competing publicity, which I, I find uh, kind of great and also kind of weird. It's it's good. I thought we were going to call it Glimmer 2. I thought it was going to be Glitter or something. Yeah, so I don't know, man. So here's the thing, right? So Glimmer is got to be the Destiny currency. I mean, I think we've we've all we've all played Destiny like tremendous amounts. But right, now Destiny. we're all playing Pokemon. So shouldn't it all be... Isn't it Glitter? Is that what are I'm you, thinking? Are you playing Pokemon still? I thought people Everybody. were kind of like past it. Yeah, it's kind of dying out, but um, I'm a little sad about that. I like the Pokemon stuff. Yeah, now now everybody's just into Overwatch, and Overwatch doesn't really have a currency. I don't know. No, currency is just your hours, <laughs> right? So many hours. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, so so engines are really cool. Uh, one of the other things that Two Eight uh, provides is a uh, a new testing helper that exposes an intimate API, which has been deprecated in Two Eight uh, for uh, check waiters. Uh, there's some other things here. I really recommend going through and reading the blog post because it has a lot more detail. Yeah, so you know, some of the things that Glimmer 2 is going to unlock are um, the uh, rehydration of Fastboot. Uh, some of the, the things in Glimmer are needed uh, in order for rehydration to work. Um, basically, um, the idea of having... There's, there's some backing structure that can rebuild up all the connections to the, you know, from the, uh, this output data structure into the existing DOM. Um, so that was needed. Um, and then there's also, uh, what was the incremental renders? Yeah. So, uh, this is something that, uh, actually, I think I saw a little demo of this that Torin tweeted about a while ago, um, Torin Billups and, uh, and it basically allows you to, so like live reload, like will do the thing of reloading your entire page, but incremental renders, I think, uh, and, and I need to read oh, into this more okay, like hot, hot reloading. Like, yeah, like per comp- on a component basis. So if you change a component, it's like, oh, um, I'm going to only update the website with the component that's changed. Yeah, and um, th- we, we ran into a case where this was like 100% necessary doing some React Native development. I could totally see the same same problem happening in Ember. Like imagine you're testing like some streaming video overlay, and then every time you save, that video is getting reloaded or something, or there's something happening, right? And and you don't want it to reload the entire content. You just want to like change the overlay of the the player elements or whatever is over the top of this video. Um, in iOS, that was 100% necessary because we had to rest- we would have to restart the entire app or at least like navigate down into that that section of the app. And I could totally see the same thing happening in Ember. Yeah, definitely. And and I I, was, I really like that you said imagine if 
as if uh, as if you didn't actually run into that exact problem. <laughs> well, I didn't run into it in Ember. Uh, yeah, and, in- and there's no Ember native, so uh, I know you know. It, it could be. I mean, exist. Cordova, Cordova. It's a similar. Yeah, but no, no, but it's um, Cordova's just running in a web view. There's no. Oh, so the web view would just refresh, and then you'd be back to that kind of live reload style. <laughs> right. Yeah, you just you just be live reloading this the same problem. Yeah, I, I like the idea of this the hot reloading. I didn't. I thought it was gimmicky, and it, it wasn't really necessary until I ran into that case, and I realized how much work I would have had to done to. I would have had it done. Would have had it done. I'm leaving it in. That's not getting edited out. I'm just saying. And I realized how much work I'd have to do in order to, uh, you know, not click down through each of those things. I would have had to have removed the video or something so that it loads faster, right? Uh, or some some hacky thing, and then you know fix it before pushing it or something. So yeah, incremental re-renders or hot reloading, whatever, uh, definitely necessary. And and you'll once you have it, you'll never be able to do without it. Yeah, and and uh, you know the 2.9 beta also you know it's stressing compatibility. We talked about that uh, last week when it landed on Canary. I think maybe maybe it was two weeks ago now. And basically, you know they're trying to make this, and and I think that they're really close. They they think they have it kind of nailed where this will be a drop in replacement for nearly every Ember user, where it'll just kind of work, um, and it will you know be kind of a it'll unlock a lot of stuff, but there won't be any necessarily like uh, changes that you have to make or deprecations that you have to worry about. Uh, like there was in 113 to two or 112 to 113. Um, so I know they're kind of learning lessons and trying to make sure that this is smoother, uh, which is really exciting. Uh, so compatibility is the primary focus uh, for this uh, iteration, which is why this beta, it's so crucial that uh, as many people as can uh, should uh, test the uh, their apps against the 2.9 beta uh, and report bugs back upstream so that they can be fixed before uh, they're released. I believe the release cycle is going to be six weeks, so it should hit stable in six weeks, which is, uh, which is enough time for us to, you know, I'll test it and stuff, but I'm, I mean, that's exciting. Like six, six weeks and then glimmer two will be like in your Ember builds. Yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping, um, and I know this is kind of like not really a bad word, but it's kind of like unspoken now, the whole angle bracket component thing. Um, I'm really hoping that glimmer two fixes some of the issues that, you know, were around angle bracket components, not working. And, yeah. and it, specifically, I don't really need angle brackets. But what I really like is the ability to have the template contain the the wrapping element, um, and and I know that you know there's you you can basically get that behavior with you know the tag tag name blank or whatever, but it's hacky and you lose actions and stuff. Yeah. Um. But but I, that's what I really really want, and I I know Glimmer was necessary for a lot of other changes. I'm hoping that was the blocker on this one. I haven't heard anybody mention it, but. Well, that's uh, one of the things that they mention in the at the end of the blog post is some of the things that it unlocks, and one of them is uh, kind of component rework. So I'm assuming that uh, is is mostly talking about uh, you know revisiting angle bracket components and uh, trying to see you know where we go. Because uh, yeah, you're right. Like the the tagless components are uh, that's a that's a cool uh, feature and the ability to still have your you know your uh, DOM event handlers. Uh, without a wrapping div would be pretty neat. Um, yeah. So, uh, so I, I, I am excited. And there's a lot of other uh, kind of weird things. Uh, I, I, I like angle bracket components. They're, I mean, they're not a huge priority for me, but I think they'd be nice, basically. Yeah, but I mean, uh, like, I mean, you just sub the angle bracket for mustaches, and it's like it doesn't really matter to me that whether they're yeah. angle brackets. It's right. Really, sure. the behavior yeah. of the attributes and the, you know, yeah. and the the template that I really like. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it goes closer to the web component uh, spec, though. So it's kind of like, you know, we kind of need to head that way if we want to kind of reemerge with web components. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Uh, one of the other one of the other things that we want to mention about uh, Glimmer 
uh, is that uh, you will likely, so there's some, you know, trade-offs. It's like a balance, uh, a scale rather. Um, but one of the things that they're mentioning already is that uh, with uh, Glimmer uh, 1 or HTML bars, uh, the templates get trans or get transpiled or compiled. I think they get compiled into yeah. uh, into a JavaScript function, and that JavaScript function can be you know x number of bytes. And right now, the the uh, general trend is that there will be about half of the number of bytes uh, in Glimmer two. So you'll end up seeing a reduction in file size. If you have a really template heavy app, then this could theoretically mean a big deal. But there's some other trade-offs about performance that um, I want to say like initial render or pre-render. So uh, we'll see that stuff improve over time. But you know, the initial once again, the initial push is for compatibility. So uh, right now there seems to be a lot of performance gains that are going to happen. Um, but you know, it, some of the uh, some some of the trade-offs that are happening now will likely have to be paid off down the road with more optimizations. Yeah, and once again, just to reiterate, the uh, the blog post on this is uh, is much more detailed than what we're talking about. Uh, so if you are uh, inclined to um, go read that, and then uh, you know leave a comment saying, "Hey, that was rad," and then uh, you know uh, reach out to whoever to discuss uh, any information or questions you have uh, regarding all the stuff. So this is kind of great add-on that Tom Dale just released. Um, it's relatively small, and I'm not sure how many people are going to end up using it. But if you really care about fast boot compatibility um, with your add-on, you might want to check it out. Um, it's called Ember CLI Add-on Tests. Um, it's, so obviously, as the name says, it has more use than just fast boot. But that's the the seems like the major thing that they're using it for now. Uh, the Ember CLI fast boot add-on um, you can imagine has some weird testing cases where you need to run the add-on inside of an Ember app in order to really make sure that it's fast boot compatible and the existing testing story doesn't really solve that problem. Um, so uh, Tom Dale, and I'm, I'm sure many people had their hands on this, uh, came up with an add-on that would basically spin up an entire Ember app, install your add-on, and any other dependencies that you want to have, let you configure the you know your Ember app and run the server in fast boot mode, um, and then they can assert things about how it's being served. So it's it's actually literally visiting like localhost, you know, the port and the path. It's it's more of a you know, black box style testing. Um, and it's able to assert things like headers, um, you know, that links are working, things like that. So there's a there's a really great um, link in there to where they're using this add-on inside of the Ember CLI Fastboot test path um, to do a bunch of their tests for Ember CLI Fastboot. Um, and uh, there's a you know decent write up of you know why this is necessary when you might need it so definitely check it out yeah this uh, this looks really uh, useful uh, especially for those people who have like 20 add-ons that they're maintaining uh, definitely seems like a, like a an easy win yeah the only the only issue with it that I was thinking about is it has like a 300 second timeout when it starts up so I don't know how long these tests would take to run um, but potentially I mean if if, if it's short enough. Uh, you could do like a uh, Ember CLI try kind of thing where you basically run it against all these different versions of Ember and make sure they can all install. Um, but it lets you assert tons of things that you just can't do in, in a normal Ember like acceptance test. So um, I'd be interested to see um, what other add-ons um, this really helps with. I, I, th I, th I would think like Mirage would be a really good one. Yeah, really, uh, really uh, interested to see, uh, you know, who, who starts... Uh snagging this this thing into their add-ons and see how much more flexible it makes their tests uh testing setup yeah definitely
And that's all we have for this week. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can hit us up on Twitter at Ember Weekend. Uh, that's all one word. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the RSS feed. That's uh, emberweekend.com slash feed.xml. Uh, currently still not working on iTunes for various reasons that I don't care to get for, into. For various reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely reach out to us. Um, we love to hear feedback. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I am uh, Jonathan Jackson. And I'm Chase McCarthy. And we will see you next time.